right, welcome back to Batting Around. It's Batting Around. It's a baseball podcast. I am your co-host, Jane Host. With me, as always, is Lauren. I am Laura Zell, a level four <laughs> bard, level three warlock multi-class. I can start it again. I am Yvette Visser, a level 11 necromancer wizard. I, I am, I'm, yo, yeah. I'm a level, I'm a level three trickery domain cleric. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> it is a baseball podcast, but all three of us are uh, wrapped up in Baldur's Gate 3 right now. We sure are. Yeah. Friendship ended, friendship ended with baseball. Yeah, this is a Baldur's Gate 3 podcast. <laughs> no, we'll talk about baseball. We'll, 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 get, we'll talk Ugh, about Baldur's fuck. Gate a bunch, but there was fun stuff that happened in baseball this week. Did you see the... Uh, we've had our first like real good punch and brawl since the <laughs> Rugnet Odor and Jose oh, Batista. Yeah. yeah, that was a real natural 20. No, I'm not going to force this. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> I'm not going to. Yeah, Tim Anderson just could not get past uh, Jose Ramirez's armor class. Uh, <laughs> um, Jose Ramirez could do literally anything. I'm convinced at this point. I'm convinced of that too. For people who don't know, like there was, yeah, so there was a fight. Tim Anderson really got his belt rang by Jose Ramirez. And like, I don't know, I posted about this on Blue Sky. I was like, why would you ever want to fight Jose Ramirez? Like, okay, one, he has like a reputation as like an extremely nice guy. This is the first game he's yeah. ever been ejected from. He's known as like, yeah, he's the guy that's really good at Mario Kart. He's, he's just he's like a super chill in general. Is, the, the Mario yeah. Kart thing, how he comes off in interviews, like he's just like a really, seems like a really laid back guy. Yeah, and... Like, why would you ever, also, why would you ever want to fight a guy that's like 5'8", but hits 30, 40 homers every year? <laughs> that's a guy who, like, knows how to direct his energy really well. Yeah, yeah. I, Mookie Betts gets all the credit as, like, the super, like, multi-dimensional athlete who can do any yeah. physical thing he puts his mind to. I see Jose Ramirez has never been bowling. I think that's the only reason yeah. he hasn't bowled a 300. Is like, he never, he never, he's never tried. Like, I watched the slow-mo that like shots of that fight a bunch and tim anderson takes three swings jose never gets hit with any of them and and just like gets his whole fist right into with with like no footwork yeah with like no footing at all like he's he's, like almost falling and anderson goes down instantly (laughs) instantly and (laughs) it wasn't like as like it wasn't that like, you know, picture perfect punch like the Rugnet Odor one was where like, you know, the front part of the fist just like connects with the cheek. But like, I don't know, I saw like that angle and in, in slow motion and it was like, you know, it, it was just that hook coming around and holy fuck. I had to like look for it the second time I watched the video because I'm like, wait, why is it? Because like later on in the video when he's like stumbling, oh, I'm yeah. like, damn, he got hit. Where did he get hit? Cause like it didn't, mm-hmm. it it didn't connect. It happened it was so a... fast, and it didn't look. It wasn't a pretty punch, but yeah. like when you actually pay yeah. attention to it, it's just like, oh yeah, that that it hit. Connects, yeah, <laughs> it hit him right in the jaw, and mm-hmm. like his, it rang his bell. Yeah, we should do the usual like caveat: baseball fights are stupid. Don't don't do them. They're bad. Don't do them. However, you know, fighting is like all everyone's talking about. We yeah. have to talk uh, about it. This only happens every couple of years. Like the the response from the White Sox was spectacularly bad. It really seemed like that clubhouse is just in free fall. Mm-hmm. Like a total like open like just like dis- open dissent from the players. Total contempt for management towards everyone. It just seems like 
just need a clean house top to bottom. Like, I think they said, like, they refused to say whether or not they gave him, like, the, a, a concussion protocol after he got, like, n- knocked down. Which just is... absurdly stupid messaging, even if nothing else. Yeah, like, looking at his, looking at how he was walking or yeah. or having trouble walking afterwards, I'm like, that guy, that guy needs to yeah. go through concussion protocol. It, it's not a cute or fun story if he's like seriously mentally right. harmed by of this. Not. Yeah, like he was, he yeah, because he like he was having trouble standing up. He had to be like supported. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It was not good, but like yeah, it just seems like everything is real bad over there and in Chicago. Like there was there was something that came out about how, like before a game, Yasmani Grandal like slapped Tim Anderson. Yeah, I think it was. The, I remember I recall the details of that. It was the day before the All Star game. Grandal just wanted to go home. Wasn't in the lineup. Wanted to go home early. Just like tired of tired of it. Tired of everything yeah. going on. It sounded. And Anderson said like, "Ah, fuck him." You know, I don't think he said that. He's like, "I'll pay for his plane ticket. He doesn't want to be here." Something like that. Yeah. And just like petty grievance kind of stuff, you should never let the media hear. And he's wrong to go slap him over this, obviously. Mm. But uh, it just seems like a real toxic work environment for everyone involved. Yeah, no, it seems it seems real bad. And like, I don't know, I think Tim Anderson's having some other personal problems this this season that probably doesn't isn't helping anything. And like, I don't know, it's just it's rough. It's real rough over there. And like, yeah, there must have been uh, some like real bad shit talking going on leading up to this Mm -hmm. incident, because like. Wasn't he shit talking on first base at one point? Probably. It's rough though. But like, yeah, like you said, like about the White Sox maybe not doing a concussion protocol on him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy when we're just coming off of the Anthony Rizzo stuff too. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about that on air? No. Oh, Jesus. we haven't talked about. Oh, it that yet. was also super dumb. Yeah. yeah, where the the Yankees didn't do a concussion protocol on. Anthony Rizzo for months after he had a collision at first base. I thought with, they uh, did it Tatis and he passed or, or something. something like that, but they didn't like keep an eye on him and like because it took him a while before he could like articulate what was wrong with him, which is like that's something that happens with brain injuries. Yeah. And but he like, you know, he, he there wasn't he didn't say anything else was like wrong with him, but he's been playing terrible. And he's been saying like, you know, he couldn't remember the count sometimes or he couldn't remember how many outs there were. So like there is something going on with him and they just like missed it for for months. I know it's like a hard thing sometimes to detect, but like man, this is this is rough. I think we got to got to watch out for these big boys brains a little bit more. Yeah. Than, uh, than they the, are. the Yankees another team with rancid vibes that it, that are in Ooh. hell right now. And they're about to start a series with the White Sox, so that'll be quite excellent. That'll be quite the meeting of minds. Did they ever? Did the team ever come out? Was there any rumors why Anderson didn't get traded at the deadline? Just no team would take him on right now because of his playing. Or I, I mean, because he still has a, a season left, right? I think so. Yeah, but I know mm-hmm. a bunch of teams were talking about him because, like, if he bounced back even a little bit, he's still really good. I just don't know if i mean I, I you know jerry reinsdorf like he's not known for making great tactical decisions uh, yeah. as far as the white Sox go but i would not personally if i was in charge of that team want to let rick Hahn, like be trading guys away at the deadline like that that didn't that had an extra year left because they might just be getting ready to get a new gm i mean if that's that's what they should be doing if they were smart like not letting him start another rebuild after he's failed so horribly at that's that so much with this team. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, you know, you know, don't want to get rid of 
you know, like these guys that have anything left. Like, you know, Giolito was a free agent after this year. What are you going to do? Yeah, you got to let Rick Hahn just, you know, get rid of him. And luckily they were able to actually get a, you know, good return from him because the Angels were pretty desperate, but, and it was a seller's market. But like going into the offseason, I wouldn't want Rick Hahn doing that. But who knows what Jerry Reinsdorf's thinking, you know? We'll get to him a little later. <laughs> uh, I'm reading this athletic article. I totally missed this until now. Guardians pitcher Noah Syndergaard said he suggests, quote, that maybe Major League Baseball might think about going with the NHL approach of just letting guys duke it out. <laughs> Syndergaard is just looking for any way to be useful that he possibly could. <laughs> like, How many brawls would we have? If we had like an NHL style approach, if they just let guys do it. I don't think we'd really have that many more. I don't think I'll let so. guys do it like that. I don't think that's true at the NHL anymore. I think they have done a lot to. I, I was in the impression they had put in some stuff, some initiatives to discourage fighting. That's kind of why you don't see goons anymore. Yeah, they really have. But like, even with baseball, if you took like all the times where like the bench is clear, I mean, usually there's not even really that much heated stuff yeah, like, happening this instance is, has been an exception because contact was actually made usually well and they were like guys wearing like, up going yeah. up yeah up yeah to each other and then the and then the bench is clear and the bullpen's clear and people right. run in and just kind of stand around for a while but with this one this one was different because like they like squared up like we are fighting now when usually it's just like the posturing of you know like puffing out your chest and you know trying to do your alpha male behavior but like this was like no we're fighting it was different it was totally yeah different. there's also like the i think like the biggest nhl salary of all time is like 10 9 or 10 million dollars a right. year oh, yeah. av that's like a that's like a good like eighth inning guy in baseball mm-hmm. you, the teams can't really afford to risk injury like that <laughs> right this right, is right. this is your this is your sport on salary cap yeah. <laughs> Speaking of some more dumb shit, I got to talk about this fucking Orioles broadcaster situation. Yeah, what I I was not like I said I was playing Baldur's Gate 3 as much as possible so I missed this. Uh what happened here, Steven? Orioles announcer Kevin Brown, he was re- re- like removed from the team's broadcasts for a comment he made during a game. And someone my friend sent this to me, it like awful announcing tweeted it, like the clip of what he said. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend sent it to me and there was like, but without like, like my friend just said, oh my God. And I clicked it. I'm like, oh wow, he's about to say a slur or something. And I watched it and I was like, what? And I watched it again. I'm like, what did he say? And then I looked it up. Uh, It's because he was talking about the Orioles record against the Rays in an, and like in that it previously was very bad. That like, that's it. And there was yeah. a graphic and everything. It's like he didn't just fire this off off the cuff. Like there was a whole graphic made. To... A producer was involved. Yeah. A fact checker was involved. A researcher was involved. This is like a team. This is like a pregame team effort that mm-hmm. uh, he was just the one that was reading. And he wasn't like reading with like joy or enthusiasm. He was making strict observations about, well, the team wasn't very good for the last couple of years. Would not have been more normal. It wasn't like you saying, God, this team sucks. It's not like, you know, Bob Euchre uh, in Major League where he's just like, oh, this team <laughs> fucking sucks shit. It's it, he was, you know, he was just talking about like the team was bad. And that's like, that's no secret yeah. that the Orioles were bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What? What is? What's going on here? The Orioles have won three of their last five games at the Trop this season after winning three of twenty-one games in P- St. Petersburg from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty-two. That is that is what it that is what got him in trouble. Yeah, I, I think he also said something about like that was the first time they had a chance to split the series to win the series since like twenty seventeen in the Trop or something like that. It was just mm. like. The the Rays have been good the last three years. The Orioles have not. It's yeah. just like it's not complicated. Yeah, and it, it is very funny how immediately like the whole league reacted to this. Which is like, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Like it was Gary Cohen on on the Mets broadcast who stra- said that the Orioles had draped themselves in utter humiliation. Which is <laughs> a very funny Great turn line. of phrase. <laughs> Uh, and then also, I think he said 29 other teams would totally use him if 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 you guys don't want him, which is I think true. I think he is very pretty well respected in the among announcers. Um, this it is very funny. It's like the only time uh, you'll ever see a, a broadcaster actually speaking up on behalf of someone is when it's a direct colleague. Just... This is hilariously, as noted by the Athletic, not the first time the, the Orioles ownership stepped in and taken exception to. Uh critical comments from their staff because they note that a public address announcer, Ryan Wagner uh, was dismissed hours before the home opener in 2021 because of some tweets. Could you imagine? And, and, and they pull it and the tweet is he's replying to someone it's deleted now, but he's replying to someone. He's like, who's clearly like, Oh, I can't wait to get back to Camden yards. And his reply is you can't wait. I spent 30 games last season talking to myself. <laughs> Seriously, wow. can't wait to welcome back <laughs> fans to the best ballpark in baseball. It just wasn't the same without you. Like, that's what his comment was. Utterly just humorless. Like, oh, I, I found another good dig. Someone, uh, I just found an article uh, on this uh, about um, Twins radio announcer Corey Provis has now weighed in. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. I've got the quote here. Yeah. Uh, the twins. This is the quote he said. I think this earlier today. Uh, the twins haven't won a playoff game since October 5th, 2004. Oh, sorry. Tweeted Provost in response to the ground soul support for Brown. It's negative, but statistically accurate. Good thing I don't work for the Orioles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Corey, Corey Provost rules. He's he's really good. He's like usually the radio guy. Um, He's he's really, really great. I like him a lot. And I think they've said he's going to I think they've already backtracked on this and said he's going to come back. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Even before all of this happened or heard about this, I, I don't know. I've been thinking about the Orioles a lot in the last week. And I don't know. This is like genuine question, but also kind of pointed. Um, why do the, why does everyone like the Orioles now and think that it's okay that they tanked for years and years, but we, you know, hate the Cubs for doing it. We hate the Astros for doing it. We like, you know, we, we hate that the pirates are doing it, but that's just because it's not working for them. Like what is, what is the difference here? Especially because like with the, you know, like we hate the Ricketts, right? We hate, we hate Crane. Yeah. Right. Like we I mean, hate the Angelos family. We hate the Angelos families. They're also just, you know, sons uh, of billionaires. They're not as bad as the Ricketts and the and yeah, Crane. They're not. Like, those I, are like really, truly like evil, like black sold pieces of shit. But like, <laughs> why do we give these like, you know, sons of billionaires that inherited this team and like fucking are assholes and really spent years making the fans miserable? It's actually quite simple. James. Why is that? They haven't won anything yet. That's it. I mean, but like, I don't know. <laughs> also, they're not. They're not a, like the Orioles. 
I don't think that is it. Who I hates think, the Orioles? I don't think that's it. I think there's specific conditions for the Astros and Cubs that made certain people dislike them. One of them is that they won. Um, mm. I do think that is a relevant factor in this. I don't really think necessarily uh, people are giving them. I think there's still a lot of contempt for Orioles ownership. I think a lot of people who are into the Orioles right now are into uh, like the, the the players. I think it's a very likable group of guys. Uh, I think that is kind of carrying most of it. Uh, I, I don't really see a lot of people being like what they've done is like a particularly interesting accomplishment for the same reason. I think that like well, when people talked about the Astros winning for the first time, a lot of the negativity was on like you put your fans through hell five seasons of just the most miserable grind imaginable. And I do think if the Orioles actually do kind of take it further into the playoffs, people will have to admit, yeah, like what the, 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 the path here was harder than it ever needed to be. Yeah, I think the player point is key. They're a lot of fun. And I and I think in a certain way they were it was like less I don't know, I'm dumb and haven't really been paying attention. This is kind of out of nowhere, right? Or not like out of nowhere, but eh. it's a surprise. Yeah, kind of. I think it's like I think it's people are were like it's a little ahead of schedule to accept yeah. expect them to be good this year. Whereas and I at, think especially like division leading. Yeah. Certainly. Uh and I, I think I remember, like, everybody hailing the Cubs and the Astros' ascendance, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Also, very key to this, uh, no players on the Orioles have done any anti, uh, anti-Asian anti gestures on the field. That's true. That's really We've, important we, in this, We do really like that. Uh, they, they just spit water. Yeah, which is fine. And as far as I know, not in any way uh, dis- indic- indicative of discriminatory views. I mean, the, the Astros, like the racism thing, that was like game five of the World Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was you rooting know, for, and... I was rooting, I started that World Series rooting for the Astros, and then I ended it rooting for the Dodgers, which, yeah, <laughs> fuck I me. That was like a lot, a lot of, a lot of people. So like, and I, and you know, I, I even remember a lot of people during 2016 who became Cubs haters didn't hate them until afterwards. I, <laughs> I was, I was also a bandwagon Cubs guy that year. I, yeah. I will, I will admit to my sins. I, I was rooting for Cleveland. Yeah. I, I couldn't root for either of them, like as a, like the division rival that I hate the most and then the Cubs. I just <laughs> didn't want either of them to do it. So, like, I was watching that one being like, I truly don't have a dog in this fight. Like, I really, really hate this. Mm-hmm. So, if, like, let's say the Orioles go and win this year, are we going to be like, fuck these guys? I, I don't know. I don't see the same thing happening. Like, I see, I think there was like a lot more, there's a lot more of like a groundswell of support for the Orioles right now. Like, mo- like people liking them and bandwagon and then, then like, then there oh. even was for the, the yeah. Astros or the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. But Baltimore is a hard luck city. I think mm-hmm. it's probably kind of similar. That probably helps. I think also um, with everything going on with all the other cheap teams, the the Reds, the A's, it is nice to see one of the cheap teams like succeeding in their plans a little bit. I guess I don't I don't know. They like the Orioles are really good this year, but like there's still no sign they're going to actually address like seriously address their issues. Mm-hmm. Sign big free agents and spend, which is not outrageous. What are they're still like the 28th lowest payroll or something crazy like that? Something like that, yeah. Which, like, a lot of ghouls would be like, oh, look at that. This is so impressive. They're also in the division with like a lot of really hateable teams. That's, that's, ah, oh, that's such a good point, too. When you're, when you're, 
the division with the Yankees and the Red Sox and to a lesser degree, the Rays, I think you're automatically a lovable underdog if you're just not those guys. And mm-hmm. the Blue Jays just aren't quite as good. I think if the Blue Jays were in first place, it would be a similar, like, huge bandwagon effect. The the AL East is being led by a team that's not the Yankees or the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Great. Very nice. Very nice to see. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, in fact, extremely nice to see that they are uh, in a dogfight for fifth place which is great <laughs> with the Red Sox. It's beautiful. Yeah. But no, I, I do think uh, if the Blue Jays were a little bit more successful, uh, there'd be a similar bandwagon effect for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe Canada bigger. means they're weird. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, cause I remember two years ago, there was a lot of chatter about how terrible the Angelos, you know, brothers are mm-hmm. uh, and they're and about how they're, you know, ruining this, this franchise. And like, yeah, Rutschman, fun. It's great that they're, you know, and all these these players are great. They're a lot of fun. And hey, I won't look a gift horse in the mouth too much. I don't want to about like who's, you know, kicking the shit out of the Yankees and the Red Sox and leading the Rays. Also, did you, did, did you see the costumes they showed up to at a game in last week? No. Oh, my God. We got to find this. I just think that if we're going to be, you know, anti-tanking, like we should, we should, we should be you know, a hard line on that. We should, uh, you know, I'm not going to blame people who are like Orioles fans for it, but like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like it doesn't get talked about very much about how like they just tanked forever and now it's working for them. Like, we, I don't know. We sh- shouldn't be just giving them a pass on it, I feel like. That's all I'm saying. I agree. Oh my God. Okay. I found it. This was the, the Orioles made it their header photo. Oh, yes. <laughs> you bet I saw this. These are incredible. You can't tell me this isn't a fun team when they're doing stuff like this. Hot, hot, hot. Tell me this isn't the fit of the summer. It's the, it, oh, it, God. it is some of the coolest looks I've ever seen on baseball. These players. like velour tracksuits <laughs> with like, yeah. The it's like a like a Cylon visor. Are they doing a Power Rangers <laughs> thing? Is that what this is? Or is this just like, I think they're just doing like a they're monochrome, just doing a thing. like yeah, yeah, it's the team of the future or something. I don't know. I I don't know if anyone asked them about it because I'd be curious to hear what they're. I'm not familiar enough with the Orioles to be able to identify the other three people in this that aren't Adley Rutschman, but uh, from from left to right they are gold. Uh, <laughs> what is that one? Plum velvet. Yeah, yeah. like uh, a plum is a good yeah, like soft pastel pink. Yeah. And pastel blue. Like Rutschman's the one in the pink, which mm, uh-huh. uh, and him and the guy in blue look like they're they walked out of Barbie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably a factor of this. They probably had like a team day to go see the Barbenheimer or something. <laughs> <laughs> they would be they're in the right demographic for for that. I bet that what's gonna happen here is gonna be similar to the Homer hose and the celebration thing. Where you know, oh, it was great when the Orioles did it, and it was fun, and it was organic, and it, and it was and it was cute. But then, like, we're gonna see a whole bunch of other teams doing like coordinated pregame uh, <laughs> outfits, and it's just gonna get really bad diminishing returns. Okay, you were the only person who didn't like all the pregame stuff. That you is not the true. Only person who doesn't like <laughs> that is not coordinated true. fits across MLB. That is not true. That is not I want true. That there was so a lot bad. of other people that there was a lot of other people. <laughs> There's a lot of other people that that didn't like the the home run celebrations too. Um, I will I will refer you to effectively wild. They 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 also did did not like them. So okay, 
I'll I'll get a hold of Meg and ask her <laughs> what she what she thinks about this and what it would be like if more teams started doing this. But I mean, if teams are going to be dressing up in outfits instead of fighting each other on the field, then that's great. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Why don't we Why don't we solve our problems through dance, sort of thing? <laughs> <laughs> let's Let's settle this. Let's settle this on the dance hall, fellas. Yeah, we're gonna settle this on the runway. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's settle this on the runway with snaps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sharks versus Jets. Shit. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely also, entrancing photo, though. Obsessed, <laughs> obsessed with the fact that the Orioles have it as their header. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Oh, you're right though. The the photo is also spectacular. They're like mid motion walking. Adley's got yeah. like his iced coffee in his hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't <laughs> even notice that. That's really funny. <laughs> that like it could it it couldn't have been like too set up either. <laughs> like yeah. I don't think this is exactly a candid photo. I wouldn't call it, but uh, like it couldn't have been too much planning. If like yeah, they, you could see his there's a big sticker on the side of his thing from like the Starbucks or whatever. Yeah. It was definitely yeah. I don't I don't think this is like a media department thing at all. My guess is they were just like, wouldn't it be funny if? And then they were yeah. like coordinating in a group chat before like, okay, I'm I'm almost here. You know, yeah. let's walk in together. Check it out. I found this site that has these crazy sunglasses. Okay, <laughs> yeah. let's see if we can get some coordinated velour tracksuits too. <laughs> the takeaway here is that Adley Rushman needs to get an AliExpress account. Oh my god! Yeah, because <laughs> he could he could find some fascinating stuff on there. I would love to see him just like holding a giant AK forty seven, like shaped bo- bottle of, of vodka. He's doing drop shipping in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> He's on league minimum, you know. It wouldn't necessarily be a bad move. Yeah, <laughs> they're not giving him an extension anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good baseball content. That is good I actually, content. hey, I actually went to a game this week. It's my first game in a while. Oh, well, yeah. You know, actually, yeah. I it was a week game. before last for me, but yeah, me too. I caught a game with friend of the pod, Nick Stellini. Oh, cool. Oh, his, what's up? He and his partner came down from New York to take in a Sunday game at Citizen Bank Park. It was his first time. I got to show him around. Got horribly sunburned, which you can still kind of see. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and Note I ended the podcast up... listener, you cannot see. Uh, I would like to point out that currently the Minnesota Twins are better than not one but two AL East teams. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> a whole Look six games over five hundred. Yep, six games over five hundred. Five the and Yankees, a half game I'm... lead over the Guardians, and uh, but I'm I, and they've won like five out of six out of their last seven or something like that mm-hmm. which uh which which team of those three have uh what played the, the royals more just out of curiosity is it uh, <laughs> yeah no 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 I, is it uh i'm not saying that they're great uh i'm just saying like it's you know it's at least a little less shameful right now when they're not like you know below every team in the al east that's <laughs> well while yeah. winning the division what uh did- it's doing a little bit better and you know they've won like six out of the last seven or whatever, including like a three-game sweep of the um, Diamondbacks. But I'm gonna learn my lesson this time. I'm not gonna be like, hey, maybe they're turning it around. <laughs> like I, I am not gonna let that happen uh, because they could just lose the next like two games against Detroit here or something. Like I, they got swept by the Royals not that long ago. So I'm, I, I'm, That's fair. Yeah. I'm not gonna let that happen. 
that's a good that's a good uh, path to follow. Mm -hmm. I think I do think yeah. we, it's on that subject. It's worth mentioning the D backs are like in free fall right now. It's totally real bad are. over there. They the, totally are. The whole wild card situation in the National League is just like, like uh, I think last time we recorded, I was like, "Ooh, Phillies, ooh." ooh. I, I'm not really scared mm -hmm. of any of their opponents, though, so that's good at least. But ooh. and now it's just like, oh. Miami's in free fall. Arizona's in free fall. The Padres still haven't really gotten shit together. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati's not looking so hot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, like, I don't think like the I don't think the Giants or the Reds or the Cubs are any like sure shots at all. Mm -mm. Yeah, you the know? Cubs came out of nowhere. Cubs are probably going to win that division, right? Uh I I still think it's the Brewers. Yeah, they're they're playing better than the Cincinnati, but like, yeah, the Brewers are. I know run differential doesn't mean anything, but theirs is so much better than every other team in that division. The Brewers made good like decisions at the trade deadline. Like trade, they yeah. added, they added like impact, like not like the big impact guys, but they added meaningful or they addressed changes with like meaningful additions. Yeah, that yeah, I think will will help them a lot, and so I I don't know I still think it's theirs. Also, yeah. like it's it's uh it's similarly like where Cody Bellinger's like being good is really key to whatever team he's on being good. Mm. Uh, Christian Yelich is good again. Yeah, and that like pretty much swings that offense. I think. Uh, mm. I don't know. It is it is it, it is kind of funny that they're both good again the same year after being bad for a couple of years, and right after they were both really good this this at the same time. <laughs> they're like uh they're they're nuclear physics part like the particles that move in perfect sync even if they're on those sides of the planet. <laughs> you re you really are Oppenheimer pills. I that book is it's it's a really good book. I keep mm. recommending it. Making the Atomic Bomb by Richard Rhodes. It's about as good as it gets for not for mm -hmm. nonfiction. Um speaking of speaking of good players who are bad and then maybe good again, I feel like we need to also talk about the whole Trey Turner situation. Sure. Did this break out of the Philadelphia bubble at all? The, uh no, but I do think thing. The, the Trey Turner situation would be a great name for the world's worst fourth wave Scott band. <laughs> I read the you know the piece about it being like comparing it to Alec Bohm uh yeah. last year yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So like, it, it did it did break out of it. For, for like me I anyway. saw a lot of people like the whole thing is, you know, Trey Turner is actively bad this year for mm -hmm. no reason. And he's not hurt. We don't know why. I don't know. And he's like genuinely trying and we can see that and he had a really rough game in our last road trip where he he was not the reason we lost but like he did contribute very strongly to it and in his post game like interview he was just like yeah that was all me it's and he looked like he looked like he was in hell uh mm -hmm. it, it was rough the man truly cares and is truly trying and uh Phillies fans, you know, we've got our reputation, but like we'll be mean to you or nice to you. It doesn't matter. What what matters is win. Win or care. Uh, tr win or try. If mm -hmm. if you're not trying, then uh we will boo you out of the city. <laughs> but if you're trying, then like we'll 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 pick you up. So like after those comments, like a bunch of people online were talking about like, oh, they're the Phillies are coming home for a series. You know, let's give them let's give him a standing ovation and let him know we've got his back. And that set off a whole debate like, oh, you're coddling him. Whir, 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 whir. Hmm. Uh, but uh, 
in the games that in in the in the last series that we had against the Royals, uh, we gave him standing ovations for every at bat, and he fucking he had a game winning home run. He had a double. He's like been much better defensively. Just like again, mm-hmm. it's it's baseball. We measure these things in months and not weeks or even games. But uh, he he definitely looked better this weekend anyway. So uh, and he and he did it. He was it was cute. He gave a little. He gave a little. Uh, uh, he bought digital billboards around the city thanking the fans which <laughs> was very cute but yeah it nice. definitely feels very alec bohm because again like the whole alec bohm thing that happened and then like literally after that whole situation he got good like it's it's a dividing line of like he was bad that game happened then he was good there's probably something to that there's a lot of psychological you know benefits to feeling like you're not hated Especially when your fan base famously hates people really hard when they when they do. And to be clear, I am not disavowing booing your own players. I, I will defend <laughs> that. I will defend that to my death. But but this is so very clearly a different situation. Uh, and even if you are mad at him and want to boo him, I don't think booing him would help. It would, in fact, make things worse. So, yeah. Anyway, that's that seems likely. Yes. That's the Phillies corner segment of the pod. I know we're all dying to get Phillies content on here. <laughs> um. All right. Well, should we go to mailbag then? Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, have we ever mentioned on the air that we pretty much just asked the uh, Discord for mailbag questions at this point? We actually haven't even put out for in the Discord for a while. We just got to like, get people throwing it in our channel, which thank you if you're yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, but I, it's worth mentioning. Yeah, if you should join our Discord if uh, you like the podcast, because it's a really good group of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find links for that on uh, on our Twitter page. It's always our pinned tweet. And on our if you sign up for a Patreon and have your Discord link to that, it'll have you join there automatically. And you'll get the uh, little Discord perks, like the just the you know members only channel, which is pretty much just used for um, our watch alongs and stuff too. But nowadays, I think if you want to get a question, like you can add us on Twitter or send us a DM on Twitter or whatever, that's fine. But um, the easiest way for us to see it these days is to just put it in the mailbag questions channel on our Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or Blue Sky. You can also read us on Blue Sky. We do have an account there. And yeah, uh, if you are willing to subscribe to our Patreon for fifty dollars a month, we will get you a Blue Sky code. We will make that happen. <laughs> yeah, yes. or I mean, if you join our Discord, there's a channel in there for Blue Sky invite codes, and I'll I got two of them. So don't do that though. Uh, <laughs> Give us fifty dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, 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 and get a guaranteed Blue Sky code from us. What else I should bring up? Uh, speaking of the of Patreon, though, is that there was a thing with Patreon uh, last month where, or this month where. They changed their credit card processor to be in Ireland. So a lot of people got uh, their charges flagged for potential fraud. Uh, and we, uh, you know, we lost, we lost some patrons around, around that time. So I think if you're if you're listening to this, you should go check on your uh, check on your Patreon uh, subscriptions because you might you might have you might have lost a couple there. Yeah, um, if you don't resubscribe, we'll have to assume that you don't like us and you mm-hmm. as as people, you hate us yeah. individuals. And that would be really psychologically devastating. The podcast might not be as good because of it. Well, we have a question here that says pound for pound, who's the worst owner in MLB? 
Ryan Which we kind of talked about that. Yeah, it, I think it's got to be Reinsdorf. Like, yeah. I, I, he doesn't have the reputation that like the Rickets do for, uh, you know, funding far right candidates. But I'm sure he does. Worst person overall, or mm-hmm. worse at owning a baseball team. I think worse at owning a baseball team. I mean, it's Fisher. It's not John Fisher. Uh, here's he, my case for um, Reinsdorf is that he is like the Shohei Otani of being a shitty owner. He, owns he does it too. He does it more than one way. Yeah, he has an NBA team and an MLB team <laughs> that he sucks at owning both. And uh, that's, you know, even if he's not necessarily the worst MLB owner in every respect, being able to like play on both sides of the, mm-hmm. the field, so to speak. Yeah, uh, really does. Just you can't calculate that in a in an owner shittiness <laughs> above replace <laughs> above replacement metric. Wow, we're lucky to be alive right now, and we get to see <laughs> we get to see somebody be a terrible MLB and NL- NBA owner. The first uh, one to do it since so and so traded away Babe Ruth. Yeah, yeah. But so, I mean, yeah, okay, fish, Fisher, real bad too, though. I mean, like, that's what you, I see Steven even replied to that. He couldn't even wait. He had to say, I couldn't wait. I'm sorry. Answer. But then, but then, some, but then, uh, David Hanna here, uh, asks the better question who wins in a bare knuckle boxing match, Fisher or Reinsdorf? Uh, I think Fisher's Reinsdorf. a lot younger. Fisher's a lot younger than Reinsdorf. I don't uh, know. Is Jerry a big guy, though? Are we, are we, Mm. I'm worried that Reinsdorf's got this like weird like lich powers or something. Yeah. You okay, also Reinsdorf's see, only like, five eight. Never mind. I thought he was taller than that. Yeah. I could see Reinsdorf being a guy that's got like a knife in his shoe, like odd job or something, though. <laughs> <laughs> he would just have a guy to fight for him. He always has a guy for everything. Yeah. 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 This is this doesn't really uh answer the question, but when I Google Jerry Reinsdorf height, I've never seen this happen before. The Google SERP top of line uh, language uh, answers the question, how rich is Jerry Reinsdorf instead of how tall he is, which is a very Tinder-esque kind of funny thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. Like no one no one cares how tall you are when you're worth $1.7 billion, I <laughs> guess. And, so, and then uh, penultimate Tommy Wiseau is in here talking about the the fight, the Tim Anderson Ramirez fight. But then uh, Ender, but that ends the, the the very long question with, could Zuckerberg land at least one good punch on Anderson? Uh, I mean, I don't know if Anderson, I don't know if Tim Anderson is actually like, like takes like classes in fighting or if he's done like any like martial combat or anything. He's a professional athlete. Yeah, he's a professional <laughs> athlete. I, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. He's got the edge there, but it's it's one punch. I don't necessarily think this is like a, could any slob uh, swing and hit a 98 mile an hour pitch? I don't think it's quite that level. No. I don't think it'd be a good punch. Yeah, I don't think it'd do shit to him. It certainly wouldn't do what uh, Ramirez did to him. I, I think Zucker, Zuckerberg, I think, mostly trains in, like, jujitsu, mm. which is not a punching mm-hmm. uh, martial art either. So it's I'm, like a I'm, grappling I'm saying, one, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying okay. no. no. I'm saying I'm saying no. No, he could not. Uh, Tim Anderson would just wash him. No yeah, problem. I think you're probably right. I think that's it for, uh, for our questions here. Uh, we've all got Baldur's Gate to get back to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> we're probably going to talk more about Baldur's Gate three in a future episode. So yeah, but I do want to. We hope you're you, playing. We hope you want to hear it because <laughs> it's happening regardless, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yes. I did want to ask, how are you liking Necromancer Wizard? I haven't really played a wizard yet. I'm playing I'm playing Necromancer. I just like I always loved like Necromancers. Yeah, the best. I, yeah. I'm playing I just started playing one in my fifth edition campaign that I've been playing in for years. Like we all kind of have a couple different characters that we cycle in and out. And I just started playing a Necromancer again because I always wanted to do that. I do the anime dead and you know, mm-hmm. have a bunch of skeletons. <laughs> just like have a bag of holding full of skeletons uh that I could pour out and animate. Um it's not very good in this one. Like you can't animate a ton of skeletons and there's not always bones around or just corpses laying around to get it. And the other thing that it gives you like just doesn't come up very much. Like there are better wizards, but you're still a wizard and wizards are mm-hmm. still just incredible. So Especially, yeah, the, the power scaling is still absurd. <laughs> even in f- yeah. yeah, but I think that this game did a really, really good job of making every class very fun in this game mm-hmm. even the ones that aren't very good like in the tabletop version like monk. Yeah. M- yeah monk you know and like fighter eventually like kind of you know starts tapering off it's the like linear fighters versus quadratic wizards thing but like i don't know my my like favorite uh party members right now in terms of like mechanics in like fighting with me is the besides my wizard is the warlock and the fighter like two classes that like I mean before I started playing this necromancer I was playing a warlock fighter in my (laughs) campaign and I hated both of those things uh but in this it's great like warlocks are great in this because you can like you know when you're gonna get a rest so you know when you're gonna get your spells back so it's actually good and like Mm-hmm. It's it's great. It's great. And then fighters, like, I don't know, I'm I'm towards the end of the game, and so like my fighter gets three attacks and it's just hits like a truck and it's so fun. Fucking I yeah. love it. I'm having such I, a good time. I've been doing barbarian fighter, uh yeah. cleric, and then I, I'm doing like a, a warlock or bard. I was hybriding them, but it's really doesn't the hybrid doesn't work great for that. It's kind no. of broken for those. So I switched between the two. It works great in the tabletop version. It's not as fun in this. It's not uh, even a fun thing. It's like there's like issues with the spell slots. It's like a legitimate yeah. bug. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. Okay. Well, that's we'll we'll talk if more you, about if this. If you liked that, folks, you're gonna love our bonus episode. Our bonus episode <laughs> that's coming up. So stay tuned. Okay. Bye. <laughs>